Hello and welcome to Textile Innovation hosted by WTIN. Now, you may have noticed something different about this episode. We've got a new name and a new look, but rest assured, we'll still be delivering the same unmissable talks with the industry experts. My name is Ruby. I'm the digital news editor at World Textile Information Network and your brand new podcast host. Each month, we're going to be joined by a brand new special guest. So join me and my colleagues as we deep dive into what's new, what's interesting and what innovations have hit the market recently. We cover everything on the podcast from sustainability to startups to the latest research and developments. And we also quiz the experts in the fields about their new products and ideas across the huge spectrum that is the textile industry. So no matter what your interest is, WTIN have you covered and we can connect you to everything you need to know from right here in our central hub in the UK. In this episode, we talk to Joel Fury, founder and chief commercial officer at Noble Biomaterials. The company is based out of Scranton, Pennsylvania in the US and they work with intelligent materials. Together, we'll be going over everything Noble, the fantastic technology it's developed and what the experts over in Scranton think is coming for the industry over the next few years. So first things first, welcome to the podcast. Well, first off, Ruby, thanks for having me. It's a great opportunity. I'd like to kick things off by starting with the basics, bare bones. I'll get to know you and the company a little bit better. You've been in the commercial and operations industry for about 25 years now. Do you want to tell me a bit about yourself and how it came to be that you ended up working with Intelligent Materials? I guess I'd say I've been an explorer and a bit of a builder most of my life. Early in my career, I had the fortune of working for a number of startups, and I kind of fell in love with the startup life and everything that went along with it and knew that at some point I wanted to create a venture of my own. So I had all these experiences along the way, learning how to start a business and run a business. And about 25 years ago, I was presented with the opportunity of uh, starting something myself. That's how Noble came to be. A partner and I started Noble after discovering the silver metallization technology and ultimately the power of silver to solve problems in the world. For those listening at home who might not be familiar with you already, can you explain what the company does in a bit of depth? We focus on protecting, saving, healing, and improving lives. And we do that through science and our silver-based smart technologies. In a practical sense, what we make is fibers, fabrics, and foams. So these are all polymers that have silver incorporated into them in one way or another. Our core technology is the ability to bond pure silver to the surface of polymers. We do that, again, through fibers, fabrics, and foams that then get used by our customers to make their finished products. The company was founded in 1997 and has grown a substantial amount in that time. So much so that you even managed to excel during the peak of the pandemic, which not everyone was lucky enough to do. What challenges did you face there and how did you overcome those? We did make it through the pandemic, not unscathed, but we we made it through in good fashion. We had many of the same challenges that others around the globe had with disrupted supply chains, our labor force was very challenging, both with the virus itself and maintaining safety within the facility, but also the demand for our technologies skyrocketed. Really, it was about the broader population understanding the power of antimicrobial technologies 
and the benefit that an antimicrobial can have. Of course, we've been promoting this concept for the better part of 25 years. I think it was a real change to have the world educated on these subjects. So prior to the pandemic, most of our focus from an antimicrobial standpoint was, was two things. One, providing odor management solutions to consumer products. So these are shirts and socks and clothing that, that you can work out in and they won't smell. And then two, fighting infection. And this is a, a part of our business that doesn't get a lot of visibility, but we partner with medical device companies to eliminate the bacteria that cause infection in products like advanced wound care bandages. So we, we've been in the infection business for decades, and it was really interesting to see how the two parts of our business came together during the pandemic. That brings me quite nicely into the next section of questions, which is taking a closer look at the tech and manufacturing side of things. What is Ionic Plus? How did it come about? And what is the technology behind that? Ionic Plus for us is actually three different technologies that we offer under the Ionic Plus brand umbrella. And it's really about protecting soft surfaces like clothing, footwear, bedding, furniture, luggage uh, from microbes. The reason it's Ionic Plus is that we take positively charged ions in the form of silver and deliver them through these textile materials. Those positively charged ions attract negatively charged bacteria and then disrupt the bacteria's DNA, RNA, and its respiration and eliminate them. Our core technology is a metallized yarn where we bond pure silver to the surface of fibers, fabrics, and foams. We also offer an extruded form of Ionic Plus where we embed positively charged silver ions into the fiber or filament as it's being extruded. And then lastly, we make a topical form of Ionic Plus where the positively charged silver ions are added to the fabric at the finishing stage. So with these three technology platforms, we can address virtually any need that our customers have. Amazing. So where would these typically be used? Would it be like medical or? These go across basically all categories. Clothing would be an obvious one and roughly half of our business is in performance apparel, but we're also involved in home products like bedding and furniture. A large part of our business is actually medical devices where uh, we use these technologies to prevent the uh, growth of bacteria that cause infection, burn care patients, wound care patients. Uh, this would be a standard of care actually globally. Our technologies are also used in military products throughout the US and Europe and allied countries to help our soldiers stay in the field longer. So you guys are pretty full spectrum then. <laughs> we are. These technologies that you've mentioned, do they affect the structure of the fabric at all? We really don't impact the structure of the fabric. In the case of our metallized yarns, they're only incorporated at maybe three to seven percent of the total content of the fabric. So the, the hand feel and the characteristics, the other textile characteristics of the fabric 
are really determined by the other yarn content. Our materials, though, on their own are very soft. They behave and feel just like any other fiber. So one of the things that our customers love about it is that it doesn't change the hand feel, doesn't change the way that they need to manage the material over its lifetime. Amazing. So um, while we're on this kind of topic, how does your technology compare to other similar technologies that are currently on the market right now? First and foremost, safety and efficacy are paramount. Uh, Our technologies have been clinically tested and proven for 25 years in the most demanding and critical use applications. We have literally billions of consumer and patient use interactions and there's really no other technology on the market that can make that statement. So let's move on to talk about another one of your technologies, a conductive and lightweight textile engineered for energy management called Circutex. Can you tell me what that is used for and the technology behind that one? Absolutely. Circutex uses our core technology of silver metallization of polymers And silver is the most conductive element on the planet. Uh, And when we put a universal coating of silver on fibers or fabrics, that material can then move electrical energy from one point to another. So we've just created effectively a, a wire out of a fiber or fabric. And that's really game changing. Uh, because we can now move electrical energy and therefore data through these soft surface materials now without wires. So you can build, for example, electronics directly into fabrics. And our Circutex, really, we break down into two separate categories. One is around conductive energy and creating a, an ecosystem or an infrastructure of electronic pathways in soft surfaces. So for example, in a medical application, we could knit or weave Circutex yarns into that into a garment that can act as a sensor and transmitter of uh, biometric data coming from the body that could then be transmitted to a healthcare professional. The second part of our Circutex platform is around conductive shielding, and it's the ability to reflect electromagnetic signals. The second part of our Circutex platform is what we call conductive shielding material, and it allows us to reflect electromagnetic energy. And the result is we have a highly conductive, very flexible, and extremely lightweight material that can reflect electromagnetic energy. So it's used to uh, protect electronic devices. It's used to reflect uh, signals to create, for example, safe rooms. This technology is used today by organizations like NASA, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, and is in wide use throughout U.S. and allied military forces. Where do you see the potential in conductive textile solutions? Do you think it'll be largely industrial or defense or medical areas? We see both of our platforms growing. So we have, we have a healthcare wearables initiative uh, where we're introducing this 
infrastructure, this conductive pathway and sensor infrastructure into what used to be complex structures of wires and leads. And we're building that technology directly into garments. And we see that as as a very significant growth opportunity. And then on the industrial and particularly on the military side, the need for materials to protect and uh, safeguard our soldiers and and our equipment in the field is growing rapidly. You showcased at Tech Tech Steel this year. How was the response there? We had a great response at Tech Tech Steel. It was refreshing to be back in front of people after a long hiatus. This was our first trade show since the pandemic. And there was there's quite an energy in the facility. And, and I think for us, we presented primarily our conductive shielding materials and the response was very, very good. And, and I think that the need for these materials was underscored by how busy we were at the show. Um, it, was, it was great to see we have high hopes for this category going forward. So smart wearables targeting medical applications are facing some challenges, overcoming some quite strict regulatory standards. Has your experience with these regulations in the antimicrobial space assisted in aligning Circutex with medical monitoring and health applications? I would say it has. We have a regulatory team on staff. We have great advisors from a regulatory standpoint, and, and that's on a global basis. And as you say, most of our experience has been in regulatory for antimicrobial applications. However, because we've been involved in medical devices for about 20 years, we have significant experience in specifically medical device regulatory. So I think that comes into play. We understand the process that, that materials need to go through. So as well as being extruded into fibers and applied as a finish, what other forms are your products available? And is, it, is this technology adaptive to custom requests? We really pride ourselves on the variety of applications we're able to support. So in addition to extruded and topical technology, we have a metallized technology where we put a a pure coating of silver, we bond silver to the surface of fibers and fabrics. What we do then is we use all of these materials in a customized format where we can recommend to our customers how to use them, how much to use, what methodologies to use to apply them, and how to combine them with other materials. So in the end, these materials or the finished products are infinitely customizable to the customer's needs. So interest around antimicrobial textiles obviously rose around the pandemic with consumers becoming more aware of these properties available in clothing and stuff. Has this interest been retained or is anti-odor still the consumer-friendly term for this technology? No, I would say that the interest is retained and maybe even increased. And it's, it's been a slight change in, in repositioning. I think that consumers now understand what antimicrobial can mean for them. I think most people understood what an antimicrobial was, but often associated it with a hand soap or something uh, a little more practical from their daily life. So for years, we've been 
maybe avoiding the use of antimicrobial as conveying a benefit to the consumer and tried to make it a little more friendly, a little more experiential for them in, in describing it as something that can eliminate odor and extend the life of their products between washings, that sort of thing. And now I think everyone's been educated on bacteria, on viruses, and therefore on antimicrobials. Uh, so the, the conversation has shifted. And while we still support the use of language like anti-odor technology or anti-stink technology, uh, we don't shy away from the use of antimicrobial and and the broad consumer base views that really as a benefit. So something that our readers are really interested in is sustainability, which brings me to the next couple of questions. So with your technology, are there any end-of-life concerns with any of the products? There really aren't. Our, our primary concern, and, and by the way, this is of critical concern to us as well. Our primary concern is really the broader impact of textiles on the waste stream. And the way we think about it is in a few ways. One is we want to make sure that our technologies use responsibly sourced materials. So for example, the silver that we buy is predominantly recycled and it's it's coming from, let's say, electronics that have been recycled and silver's recovered from those materials. So we, we wanna make sure that we're using responsibly sourced materials. Second, we recover and recycle as much as we possibly can within our process, within our manufacturing, and also within the supply chain. So we have robust recycling programs, again, for silver, as well as other materials within our process, as well as within the supply chain. So our downstream. And then lastly, and maybe most impactfully, is what happens to a garment uh, once it's in a consumer's hand. And our approach is we want to maximize the life of that garment. We want to support a use case of those products where garments don't need to be washed as often because they don't smell, for example. And they are incorporated into products that are very well made with good production quality. The combination of, of those things will significantly extend the life of that garment. Um, so we of course, support that within our products and then also seek to partner with brands that have the same philosophy. And you can see that starting to show up in the market with reuse and resale programs. And that, that aligns perfectly with our ethos and, and supporting the extended life cycle of textiles. And a partnership that we signed with Crystal International Group, which is a denim manufacturer. And Crystal launched what is called the Wash Minus collection uh, in the U.S. And it's designed really to further educate consumers on the power of antimicrobials and the ability that they have to reduce water consumption. And Crystal Denim incorporates our Ionic Plus technology into its fabrics at the finishing stage. And what that does is promotes water conservation from cradle to grave. And Crystal says that by using a wash minus, you can reduce the number of home launderings by up to 70% in your denim and still maintain um, a great product. Amazing stuff. And that is something we're seeing quite a lot in the industry at the moment is people are really 
deep diving into this act of sustainability because it is so integral now. Uh, we completely agree. So moving on to the final portion of the podcast, so we briefly touch on like trend and insight. What trends are you seeing at the moment in the industry? Any buzzwords or technology that keeps cropping up for you? Well, of course, given the business that we're in, antimicrobial is is absolutely a trend. And the pandemic has, has really solidified that for the consumer in the consumer's mind. I'd say that there's no sign of that slowing down. The second thing that we see is that consumers are placing significant value on high quality materials and in particular to support products that will last longer than those that might be used in fast fashion applications. So consumers don't want disposable clothing any longer. And, and we're seeing that as a, as a very distinct trend. Amazing. So that brings me to my last and final question, which is also my favorite to ask people. What are the plans for Noble in the future? What can we expect to see from you soon? <laughs> we're excited about the future. We see lots of opportunity. And I, I think for us, we're really committed to pushing the barriers of material science with silver-based technology, but also perhaps, giving a little tease here, perhaps beyond just silver. So for us, we're going to work hard kind of behind the scenes or continue to work hard behind the scenes to support the safety and effectiveness of those people that are protecting our freedom, uh, both in the U.S. and in Europe. That's very important to us, and and we're very proud to partner with um with our military forces around the world. And then from a consumer standpoint, we're excited to continue our journey as the most complete antimicrobial system and give our partners, give our customers as much optionality as they want to develop great products. Um, we have an exciting new technology launch that we'll bring to market later this year, and it'll be a first of its kind antimicrobial system that we're very excited about. We've not made it public yet, but we'll be sure to let you know when we do. Please do. That sounds great. And well, that's it. That concludes the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with me. It's been amazing, and I'm very excited to see what's in the future for you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. If you'd like to get in contact with Noble yourself, you can find them at noblebiomaterials.com or you can drop them a message on Twitter at noble underscore advantage. You can get in contact with us by following at WTIN comments and at Ruby at WTIN on Twitter. And if you fancy sponsoring an episode of the podcast, please email sales at WTIN.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next month.